Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Better strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. A state Supreme Court in Michigan has just rejected an effort to remove Donald Trump from that state's primary ballot. Mission failed. We'll get him next time. This ruling comes eight days after Colorado Supreme Court ruled that Trump should be removed from the ballot. I don't make the rules, ma'am. I just think them up and write them down. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. Uh, We found that Joe Biden was using at least three fake names on government emails. Bill Carson's a fake name, huh? Who's your captain? Howie Carr. You just misgendered me again multiple times. Both of you have. She sounds hideous. Well, she's a guy, so... You said she, and then you said he. You're being condescending, and if you want to continue, Ooh. I have full authority to escort you out the building right this moment if you want to play that game. Okay. Would you like to continue three days before Christmas? I really don't mind. I'll go home and get your f***ing shine box. Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's... Howie Carr. Excellent intro put together by associate producer Matt. 844-WELCOME, 844-500-4242. Welcome to the Howie Carr Show. I'm Taylor Cormier, filling in for Howie Carr today. He will be back uh, the week after next on his uh, regularly scheduled time slot. Today, Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, along with the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, are in Mexico City, Mexico meeting with uh, the Mexican president, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. No hyphens, by the way, but uh, multiple last names. And he is, they're talking about how to curb the uh, level of illegal immigration into the United States. You won't hear them say that. You won't hear them say, we've got too many illegals crossing the border. They'll say, we're, we're experiencing a, a, a surge of migrants law-abiding citizens that uh, are, are looking to become citizens of the United States, seeking asylum, uh, coming into the United States through our border. Would you please do something about it? And I wonder, what is their leverage? They, they won't call them illegal aliens. They won't call them illegal immigrants. They'll just call them migrants. But they have absolutely zero leverage anymore. They're not willing to do anything about it themselves. They're not willing to enforce the laws that are on the books. They're not. I, I'm looking at statistics today uh, from 2018 to 2022, comparing those two years as far as enforcement and uh, detaining illegal immigrants, illegal aliens at the border and sending them back, the numbers are are so far down, it's not even funny. It's almost incalculable how far down they are. It's amazing to see. And those are that's just the two different administrations, the Trump administration and the Biden administration, the difference uh, they have in enforcing the the laws that we have on the books and getting the border patrol to send these people back and turn them away at the border. Not letting them in, not uh, letting them uh, seek asylum, because that's just a farce. It's just a loophole. There was a story earlier today about how word of mouth is really encouraging people to come across the border and cross illegally and break our country's laws and uh, find, quote unquote, refuge in the United States. And it's the fact that there is 
basically no repercussions for skipping out on your asylum date. Uh, when you come into the country and you claim asylum, you're basically just given a date because the courts are so backed up. Uh, they have so many no-shows. <laughs> what, what do asylum judges do? That's, you know, that's, that's the racket I want to be. I want to be an asylum judge because I'll just sit there in an empty room all day and have nothing to do. Nobody shows up. It's, it's incredible. Uh, I think it's something 90% of those with, with scheduled asylum dates do not show up for their asylum hearings. So what am I doing? I've got to go after my judgeship. I think I'm going to look into an online course after the show today. But that's all you have to do. And so the word of mouth is is so rampant. You have illegals that have come into this country texting their hombres back wherever they're from saying, dude, just get over here, cross the border, claim asylum, and you'll get a date and a piece of paper just rip that up and throw it away. You don't need it. You don't have to show up and flee to a, a, a Democrat city of your choice, and you're home free, literally home free. They won't come after you. But it, it seems that some of these Democrat mayors are, are kind of... Uh, they're getting fed up as well. New York City Mayor Eric Adams continues to talk about this and uh, why he's, he sees a lot of these problems he's seeing in new york city it's it's not his own mismanagement of the city he's not a great mayor by any stretch of the imagination he's been a very poor mayor with with the and he was very very soft on a lot of issues when he came into office um you know there was some hope for him thinking he might be a a decent guy for the new for new york city because he was a, a former nypd officer and he knew the city he knew its problems and he you know, saw a lot of the enforcement for those problems firsthand and might have a greater knowledge on how to solve those issues. But he doesn't. And so now he's left with a city that's that's completely strewn with, with crime and um, subway problems. There, subways catching fire because of electric bikes or, or you know, there were there was reporting yesterday of a, a subway a train in Manhattan catching fire or at least uh, on a serious amount of smoke and nobody could pinpoint the problem. Some said it was an electric bike that uh, caught on fire. Some say it was trash on the tracks. Some say it was uh, pro-Hamas uh, pro protesters that wanted to derail the train in some form or fashion. Nobody could really pinpoint the issue. But it's a problem no matter which way you look at it, and he can't get a handle on these issues. There's, there's so It's not just subways, obviously. It's, it's every facet of the city. So he was uh, in a press conference, I believe, yesterday, and he was asked about the issue of people in the city illegally uh, causing problems or just, just the, the sheer fact that crime is, is such a rampant issue in New York City right now and it has been for some time, and this is how he responded. Cut four, please. When I talk about the devastation impact of the migrant and asylum seekers, people only think about the volume of people that are coming in. There are byproducts to this. Cut in services, like we had to, we had to postpone the police class. Uh, looking at some of the uh, budgetary cuts, uh, having a body of people Many young who can't work. <laughs> you know, you don't even need an imagination to figure out 
that if you have someone four or five months and said you cannot work, you cannot feed your family, you cannot provide for yourself, what happens? You know, lack of opportunities, you know, an idle mind, you know, is the devil's workshop, as they say. Oh, he is so close. He is so it's so frustrating to hear him talk like this because he is so close to recognizing what the problem really is. He recognizes that there is a problem, but he doesn't see the problem for what it is. It's not that they can't work, it's that they won't work, and it's not that they uh, can't they don't have opportunities. They're not given any reason to seize any opportunities. You come into this country and you're immediately given housing, you're given food stamps, you're given EBT cards, you're given all of this stuff, everything just short of voting rights. You're given a driver's license, for goodness sake. Um, You're given just about everything you need in order to survive. And that's it. You've got the, the bare necessities. You don't need to do anything else. There's no impetus for you to go out and get a job. There's no impetus for you to go out and become a productive member of society. There's no impetus for you to integrate into American society. There's there's nothing at any point that says that you have to adapt to the culture that is here and become a productive member of society, not a burden to society, not something that is, is going to add to our tax rolls, uh, not the tax rolls, but add, add to our tax burden. Um, And what I started out saying is that Antony Blinken and uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, they have zero leverage. They're in Mexico right now basically begging the president of Mexico to do something about this because they refuse to do anything about it. But they have nothing. They bring nothing to the table. At least when Trump was in office, he had the wall going and said, he said, Mexico is going to pay for the wall. They're going to pay for the wall. That's it. And He pretty much did make them pay for the wall by threatening to shut down foreign aid to Mexico, which I believe he did for a time until they started complying and holding back a lot of the illegal, the would be illegal immigrants from the border. They held them at bay. And I was reading other statistics today. The cost of completing the wall as it stands right now, $15 billion dollars. According to House numbers that have come out recently, what it is costing us right now to house and feed every single illegal immigrant that has come into this country under the Biden administration is north of $400 billion. So you tell me which is cheaper, which you tell me that we don't have funding for the wall. It's complete nonsense. So we have to uh, send our, our, one of, our two most witless cabinet members are two most uh, maybe they're not the two most witless because there's another cabinet member that we're going to be talking about today that's pete Buttigieg, uh who is <laughs> going to have some explaining to do about what's happened today at jfk and uh, lax airports and uh, the the uh, disruptions that they've experienced over there at the hands of domestic terrorists not white nationalists by the way just uh, your run-of-the-mill domestic terrorists, the, the ones that the FBI is not too interested in, the, uh, the Democrats, the progressives. But uh, Antony Blinken and Alejandro Mayorkas are going to come back empty-handed. They're going to get empty promises. And by the way, this is just a dog-and-pony show. Every time that there's a surge at the border, like we have right now, where you have tens of thousands of people uh, parading, they're not trekking, they're not making a pilgrimage they are parading there are signs 
there there are uh, celebrations that are in this caravan right now. They are parading to the border, and it's. I mean, you you could laugh about it if it weren't so sad. What's happened to our country? Uh, every time this happens. The Biden administration officials say, oh, we've got to do something about it. We're going to work on it. We've got to. And then they what do they do? They do this little show where they may send somebody like Kamala Harris uh, down south of the border to find out the root cause of uh, illegal migration and come back and say it's climate change. Or they send Antony Blinken and Alejandro Mayorkas to Mexico to plead with uh, the, the president of Mexico. And what do they do? They come back. They do nothing. They say maybe they got some empty promises. And then they'll turn around and blame Republicans. Biden, within the next week, when he comes back from his vacation again, he'll say, well, we want to sit down. We, come on, Jack, we want, we want to sit down with, with Republicans, but they don't want to, they, they want to, they want to mess around here. They, they, they want to cut uh, spending to other programs. And we're just not going to let that happen, Jack. Come on. They're not playing ball. I used to play ball. I know how to play ball. They're not playing ball. 844-500-4242. We'll take your calls on the other side. Listen, we love all of the Eden Pure heaters, and the staff at Newsmax does too And Howie's down there for the, the winter months. He gets very chilly. We hear him complaining off the air how cold it is, and he brings in the Eden Pure heaters to warm himself up. But sometimes he can't find his Eden Pure heater because somebody at Newsmax has stolen it because they were chilly in their office, so he's got to steal it back. Maybe for Christmas he got them a ton of Eden Pure heaters, but uh, we'll see. He has made a lot of friends because of the Eden Pure heaters, though. Everybody's borrowing them, and uh, now they're on the, the Howie Car Nice list. Now Eden Pure is extending their offer of $50 off the Gen 40 heater for another week. We should send out a flyer to everybody at Newsmax. You can pick up this stylish heater with one hand. It looks nice on your desk and table, even a bookshelf. You can keep your thermostat at a reasonable level when you have the Gen 40 heater in the room. During the Biden administration, we all need to save money. The Gen 40 heater will do just that. The Gen 40 heater features dual hybrid technology, which will reduce your heating bills. It combines infrared heat and convective heat to warm a room. Other heaters only use one form of heat and aren't nearly as effective as the Gen 40 heater. The Gen 40 fan setting will distribute the heat throughout your room quickly. This heater has no blades and is completely safe around kids and pets, which is good news for Roscoe. Save $50 this week with only, uh, only with code HOWIE50. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use code HOWIE50 for the Gen 40 heater. This savings is off the already low sales price they have at EdenPureDeals.com. Use code HOWIE50. Shipping is free. I'm Taylor Cormier, and this is The Howie Car Show. The Emperor of Hate, Howie Carr, is back. Welcome back to the Howie Carr Show, 844-500-4242. Today's poll question is brought to you by Balance 7. Stop procrastinating and get your energy back. New customers can save $10 and get free shipping at balance7.com with code Howie. Now, I came across earlier today, I know Grace had a, a similar poll question about have you cut the cord. Uh, this, this goes a little, if you have cut the cord, um, maybe uh, Amazon Prime users, they use the, the Prime video feature. Well, I think Amazon just sent out an announcement today that they're going to start injecting 
uh, advertisements into their programming. Uh, that So if you're watching your favorite TV show or movie on Amazon, there may be a, a minimal pause. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how, what the ratio would be, but it would be interrupted by a commercial for something. And they said, well, you can upgrade for $2.99 more a month. You can upgrade to ad-free. And that that's just a no-go for me. The, I'm, I, I signed up for these uh, subscription services to get away from commercials, and I'm paying the fee so that you can properly utilize those funds to pad your wallets so that you don't have to take advertising money. So if you're not doing that, you're mismanaging my money and my subscription, and I will opt out. So, Jared, what is the poll question? What are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at HowieCarshow.com, is would you remain a subscriber to your favorite streaming service if they began showing ads that interrupted your program? Or as Howie would say, program. Uh, I would not remain a subscriber. (laughs) I would not remain a subscriber. 77% 77% of the audience agrees with you. They say no. Early on in uh, the, the streaming service days, there was like Crackle and then Hulu came along. And Hulu, they were ad-free for a while. Then they started putting ads on. And I, I, I said to them, I'm paying for this. Why am I seeing ads? So I got rid of Hulu. And if Amazon's going to start doing the same thing, well... I'll have to take that up with the missus. She she handles the Amazon account. So we'll we'll see about that. 844-500-4242. Bob, you're next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, Bob. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Happy New Year to you and your staff and everybody else. But the reason I called, with all this nonsense going on in our country, President Biden, his family, and of course the son will follow him like a puppy dog, they're going to St. Croix on vacation. Hmm. Another you heard about that? Another another vacation. He just came back from from Delaware over the Christmas break and uh, came back to the White House for a day. And I saw earlier today he left. Uh, was was he's going back to St. Croix? Didn't wasn't he there last earlier this year? I I, I don't know, but he's going to St. Croix with the whole crew, and of course it's going to cost us a fortune for him to do it as usual, you know. But he doesn't care. No, listen. I'm I'm the last to say that a president is not titled to a vacation. It's the most stressful job in the world. But uh, if you're Joe Biden, you've got to wonder why you're being prodded to take so many vacations. You, you got to think that somebody else is is sitting in your desk and in your absence and making all the shots. Edward, you're next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, Edward. Hi, Taylor. Great job as always uh, when Howie's gone, but. Uh, yeah, uh, your segue was perfect. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here going, who's running the country? Where's Kamala Harris? I know uh, uh, Mayorkas and Blinken are down in Mexico uh, kneeling to the president of Mexico, please help us. But uh, who's running the country? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it sure isn't. It, it's not Biden. And you're right. They are kneeling. They're begging. They're pleading with the president of Mexico. As I said, they have no leverage. And it just brings to mind, you know, the, the sayings like the adults are back in the room or, or America is respected again. We're not respected. We're, we hold no leverage. We, we have no bargaining power whatsoever because we've given up everything, uh, whether it be on energy independence or on uh, illegal immigrants. We have no posture anymore. We'll be back. This is the Howie Car Show. 
live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. Welcome back to the Howie Car Show, 844-500-4242. 617 says, Taylor, please explain this to me. How is it possible to walk 3,000 miles across Mexico ostensibly without food or support, then show up at the American border 100 pounds overweight, wearing clean Nikes, Lululemon tights, and holding a fully charged $1,000 iPhone? I don't know. But whatever program that is, sign me up, because I could use some new shoes and a new... I, I don't want the iPhone. Give me, give me an Android. But... <laughs> What? Nothing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the iPhones. What? Uh, uh, oh, thank you. Do we have to go? <laughs> Taylor, I'm here for Grace's News, yeah. and I thought we would start today. Such a busy news day. I thought we'd start by talking about the lottery. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not going down this road again. If you missed that, check out the podcast yeah. from yesterday. Yeah, multiple hours. Multiple hours. Um, so pro-Palestinian protesters are blocking traffic near the airport entrance at LAX. And JFK. This is Fox LA. Authorities declared an unlawful assembly Wednesday morning after chaos ensued when a group of pro-Palestine protesters blocked traffic outside the entrance of the Los Angeles Inter- International Airport amid the ongoing Israel-Hamas war. And this actually... I was reading about this and some of these activists, and then I saw a story in the New York Post, which I thought we could discuss, which said NYPD will be out in force at Times Square NYE ball drop to protect revelers from from pro-Palestinian protesters who want to do bad things. This is from the New York Post. It got me thinking because I had thought, oh, what are the protesters going to do now? You know, they vandalized all the Christmas tree lightings. They vandalized the nativity scenes. They ruined the kids' pictures with Santa Claus. They've disrupted the carolers. What's left? Christmas is over. You know, Christmas is over for not just the people who celebrate it, but for the people who try to ruin it. But I forgot the ball drop. Well, what could they do to ruin that? I mean, they show up and they yell, but everybody's showing up and yelling that's kind of the point of gathering in new york times square and getting hammered and watching the maybe they'll make everyone leave and they'll slow dance in the middle of times square like maybe, bill de blasio <laughs> maybe peace can be achieved let the cnn anchors drink again and let everybody else in there drink again and uh, that's how that's how problems are, are solved when uh, this is a howie segue when when Ronald Reagan and uh, Tip O'Neill were, were they were going uh, uh, batting about the budget they 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 worked after hours and they had they had a few drinks Grace and they they worked it out why can't we do that again? That bubbly I got that bubbly I got that bubbly I forgot about Don Lemon Don it's Lemon been so long yeah he won't be he won't be featured got on his the ear pierced with a thumbtack I believe on New Year's Eve a thumbtack I don't know Gross. I just remember he was lying on like the floor of the production truck yeah it got to be a little too much yeah so this is from the New York Post it says Mayor Eric Adams said he is sure pro-Palestinian protesters will try to interrupt the New Year's Eve ball drop in Times Square after already disrupting the annual Rockefeller Center Christmas tree lighting and the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Day Parade we're sure there's going to be some type of attempt this year he said everyone looks for events like this if they want to do bad things and the police department is on top of it I didn't I didn't mind them interrupting the parade I didn't. I we, we all right. So Thanksgiving, uh, we're forced to watch the parade in, in the household. 
And it's just a long... Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's take that for what it is. Your wife and your children... No, pro- not my children. They wouldn't know the thing existed if she didn't show it to them. They okay, had nothing to do with Your wife wants to watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade, which, by the way, Jess, if you're listening, I love to watch it, too. I watch it every oh, year. You invite her over next it's year. It's one of my favorite things while I'm, you know, baking and watching other people bake. I like to have it on in the background. Yeah. I'm not saying I sit there like eyes glued, but I like to have it on. That to you translates to you are forced to watch the Macy's Day Parade. I am. Okay, continue. and it's just one, I just wanted to make sure it's just one big long commercial. That's all. Every float is sponsored by Pfizer or some, and they just they read the billboards as they go by, and then there's this stupid Broadway show thing, and this is. Oh, this is the all-transgender cast of uh, the new revival of It's a Wonderful Life, featuring Georgina Bailey. That's, that's what it is. It's just a big commercial for wokeness. Hair's getting longer. Skirts are getting shorter. <laughs> what happened to the service industry? You're old man yelling at Sky. Okay, so you don't like the Thanksgiving Day Parade, so you didn't mind when the protesters tried to ruin it for people. Added some realism to it. It was unscripted. Or maybe it wasn't. God. Who knows? His what about the kids? What about the by Pfizer? What about the children? The children love the books. The children love the parade. Yeah. Does anyone know what that's from? No. Elf. Oh. But the children love the books. I don't remember that part. You don't feel bad for all the people that showed <laughs> showed up to NYC to see this? No, you gotta know what you're in for when you're showing up for anything in New York City. Nothing is on the level nothing the is children love the books Thank you, oh Jared. the nuns okay yeah, yeah. that's a great line <laughs> <laughs> yeah when you're showing up for anything in new york city it's it's a crapshoot anything can happen now you see one of these protesters taylor that's on the highway when you're trying to get to work mm-hmm. how do you feel about them then things change oh, yeah no it's pedal to the metal his words, not mine. Um, Nothing stopping that parade. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. I have another story here that I thought you would have opinions on. Because you have opinions on everything. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump Jr. stands in breach against globalist push for Nikki Haley for VP. So this is from Breitbart. Well, obviously. It says, Donald Trump Jr. recently rejected the establishment's push for former Governor Nikki Haley to become former President Donald Trump's 2024 running mate. Um, But the reason I bring this up is this is what he said to Newsmax. I wouldn't have her and I would go to great lengths to make sure that doesn't happen. Trump Jr. told Newsmax. Um, My question for you is, do you think that Donald Trump Jr. or anyone has that much say? Forget Nikki Haley. I'm just saying in general on who Donald Trump would pick for his running mate. Like in my mind, Donald Trump Jr. saying, that's where I'd intervene and tell my dad that you can't choose Nikki Haley. So Let's if, be if real. He can't tell his dad anything. One lesson that I would hope that Donald Trump has learned from his first term mm-hmm. is that he needs to outsource some consultation from his inner circle meaning I think he relied too heavily on his own instinct and his own ego, the first go-around for his cabinet picks and for a lot of other decisions uh, during his presidency. I think his family knows him best and knows how well he can work with other people and can see other people's interests and how they may conflict with uh, potential administration's interests I think he needs to lean more heavily on his family members for their... Uh, he relies on them for his business. Why not rely on them for their 
ideas uh, as far as his cabinet picks, his VP pick. You think he relied in 2016 too much on like Beltway hacks? And himself and his own instinct. I think he, he thought he was a good reader of people. When, and he has admitted this. He was a little too naive going into it um, and picking people like Chris Christie for uh, aides and, and cabinet picks. Yeah, Christopher Ray, Jeff Sessions. Yeah. There were a lot of bad picks there. That's an interesting POV. And, and I do. That's one thing I, I worry about with Trump is that I would hope he would take advice from Donald Trump Jr. and other Jr. people. Jr. pays attention to a lot of this stuff and is really on top of, of uh, his politics. And, and Do you put, think once in a while any of them just say to him, like, hey, stop, don't put that out on true social? No, no. Yeah. I, I'm, like we've, behind we've, the scenes? We've had Don Jr. on before, and I think we've asked him about that, and he's, and he's said... There's no stopping him when, when he's got something in his head and he wants to truth it out. Remember when, you can't talk him out of it. Remember when Trump Jr. said that he was posting stuff and his dad called him up and said, like, hey, you got to tone it down a little bit. And he said, that's when you know it's bad. It's when my, when my dad is calling you up going, hey, watch your Twitter. He was like, I really had to take a look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Michigan Supreme Court. Big story today. Right. Rejects attempt to remove Trump from the ballot. This is from Fox News. The Michigan Supreme Court has rejected an attempt to remove former President Donald Trump from the 2024 Republican primary ballot. Obviously, last week we had the big story that the Colorado Supreme Court has gone through with removing Trump from the ballot. Uh, It's going to be appealed and it's probably going to get all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. A lot of people don't think it's going to stand. But this is actually some good news that Michigan, at least, is not following suit with Colorado. Right. It's it's such a, a different thing, I think, for a state to say we're going to base our decision on not a state constitution, but the United States Constitution, federal law, and then um, try to have that upheld by the U.S. Supreme Court, who's going to be taking this up. They're the arbiters of the federal statutes, not the state. I mean, if, if there's because there's no constitutionality on abortion, that, that wasn't really a big thing back when the U.S. Constitution was drafted. So it's left up to the states and something like that. But um, with something like an elections process in a federal election, having a state decide what they're going to do that doesn't make sense affects a federal election. There's no precedent for that. So Michigan is saying that, hey, we don't have jurisdiction over this. This is not our call. Yeah, and it's a really, really good point to bring up because when I was discussing Colorado and their decision last week, I I remember somebody, I think it was on Twitter, somebody wrote, oh, well, I thought you were all about states' rights. And I thought, well, that's not what we're talking about here. We're We're talking about depriving the American people of being able to vote for who they want to vote for, depriving someone from being able to run for president without due process. That that, that doesn't run counter to my belief Absolutely that states not. have their own rights. No, it's a completely different issue. Yeah. So we will keep you posted on that because there's other states, Taylor, that are trying to do this as well. I think right now we've got Wisconsin, uh, Texas, Nevada. So there's, there's other um, disqualification suits that are being... And I was happy to hear last week, I think it was the day I was off, but there were some states that were moving forward or talking about moving forward with trying to kick Joe Biden off of their ballot. I know it's, it's not going to happen. It's probably not going to happen, but it's fine. Good. Like fire back, at least put up some fight and it puts forward, hey, we're not going to take this lying down. And there's other ways we can go about this. Two can play at that game. You know what's interesting to me is that for a long time, not that I ever watch Morning Joe, like actually watch it, but I would get clips of Joe Scarborough and you could tell what he was doing. Like he thought that he could kind of 
coax Trump into some sort of fight. So he would say, well, Trump's afraid. He's afraid. Remember, he would give those big monologues about how Trump's afraid. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just a big baby. He's a loser. I'm surprised that more people don't do that with Democrats because it's like, you guys are so afraid of this guy. I thought he was a big idiot. I thought that, you know, his his support was dwindling. I thought his ideas were terrible. I thought he was the next Hitler. So why are you all so afraid? If you have such a better candidate, if your guy's so good, so tough, he's the big bad Joe Biden. He's got a booming economy. He's, you know, doing everything right. He's sharp as a tack. Should be a slam dunk. He's agile. He's spry. Then, like, run for president and run against him and beat him. If you can do it, you think you're the the guy who can do it, do it. Yeah. You you say he's done it before. Let him do it again. Unless you're afraid, (laughs) which I think is what's happening here. Taylor Cormier, that's it for me. Thank you, Grace, for Grace's news. Appreciate it. Thoughts on the lottery? (laughs) You don't win if you don't play, Grace. Very true. No one can argue with that. And most of the time when you do play, you don't win either. So there's theories behind that. But (laughs) leave that alone for today. Thank you very much. Thank you. As the left ramps up their efforts to abort babies, we need to ramp up our efforts to save babies. We can't stress this enough. Because of our partnership with Preborn, an organization dedicated to saving the lives of the unborn, we can do just that. Every day, Preborn's network of clinics rescues 200 babies as they compete head-to-head with the abortion giants. You see, they offer a mother considering ending the life of her child a free ultrasound. Once she sees her baby and hears the heartbeat, her baby's chance at life is doubled. And now, through a match, your tax-deductible gift is doubled, too. And because Preborn supports both mothers and babies with diapers, car seats, counseling, and so much more for up to two years... You are offering double blessings. Now's the time to put your year-end write-offs to work. If you have the means, would you consider a leadership gift to save babies in a big way? Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies. How can you put a price on that? To donate, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby or donate securely at preborn.com slash Howie. That's preborn.com slash Howie. Preborn has a 100% charity rating, so you can give with confidence. I'm Taylor Cormier. This is the Howie Car Show. The Howie Car Show returns after this. Listening to the Howie Car Show. I just got a great text from uh, 802. Peter gave generously to uh, Preborn in excess of $200, so he's he's doing a lot to save the lives of innocent babies. Again, preborn.com/slash Howie. Thank you so much, Peter, for your donation at uh, preborn.com/slash Howie. Means a great deal to us and a great deal to Preborn as well. Sad news to report today, Tom Smothers of the Smothers Brothers, half of the uh, the comedy team that came to notoriety and fame in the 60s and uh, continued throughout the decades as best they can, as best they could, uh, after getting canceled by the Nixon administration for their anti-war protests on national television 
through comedy sketches. Um, Tom Smothers died yesterday at the age of 86. If you don't remember the Smothers Brothers, look them up. If you've never heard of them, look them up. They've got some great routines. They're, one of their most famous was the Mom Always Liked You Best. What do you, my mom always liked my brother best and she never liked me. Mom and you, you and mom. Te- why do you keep telling me mom always likes you because best? Because she... Every re- time you get mad, you say, mom always liked you best. Oh, yeah? Well, mom always liked you best. You want to know... you always picked on me? You and mom, you and my mom and my brother get together and say, we don't like you. Because mom liked you best you know and she why? never liked me. Wait a minute. Do you know why she liked me best? She... Oh, Would you like to know why she liked me best? Sure she liked me best, why not? I never knew mom liked you best. Now, we, they came back for a little while, at least on the Howie Carr show, and I'm sure other talk shows, because during the pandemic, we got the, the clown show that was the Cuomo Brothers Comedy Hour, where Chris Cuomo, when he was of some relevance, had on his brother, Governor Andrew Cuomo, to talk about COVID, and it always delved into them talking about their childhood and growing up in competition with one another. Oh, I, I've had to learn and do stuff with the kids. I don't know why you take your shot at that. I mean, you know, just because you don't cook. I mean, mom shares her secrets about how to make sauce. Very few people. I mean, you shouldn't criticize yourself that you're not one of the people that mom saw as worthy to, you know, teach how to cook and make tomato sauce. Well, look, I'm sure she would have. It's just that you spent so much more time in the kitchen, Chris, than I got. See, now looking back at it now, Jared, it... It appears to me they had the right attitude because none of this was serious. It only seemed serious at the time because CNN had the the COVID death count uh, tally on the screen at all times. And people were saying, oh, we've got, uh, you know, a shortage of ventilators when really ventilators are probably the worst thing for you if you were suffering from COVID. It was a whole lot of nonsense. But they had this comedic routine played out. And uh, they they brought out the giant Q-tip for Andrew Cuomo's nose, poking fun at his uh, the size of his nostrils. It was ridiculous. But uh, they were wrong before they were right. It was such a show. I mean, Chris Cuomo coming out of the the basement after being in in fake uh, quarantine, where during during which he had actually come out of the basement and was taking a walk with his family and got into a tussle with his uh, with, with one of his neighbors, a, a fat, tired biker, as he called him, uh, because he was uh, he went into some roid rage. It, it was it was looking back now. That was kind of the golden age, the covid days of media before media's giant downfall, which we're in the tailspin of now. We'll be back, 844-500-4242. This is the Howie Carr Show. I do on occasion say, ciao, Bella.